0: and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you and on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Luke 24, verse 13. Got a handful of verses to go through today. If you don't have your Bible, the verses are available for you on the screen. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked, all the talkers said, (laughs) and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along. They stopped short, uh, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. Now, this is where Jesus is a comedian. He says, what things? (laughs) Come on, stay with me now. (laughs) What things, Jesus asks. Things that happen, to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. Can you say amen? amen. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who came to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of His followers were at His tomb early this morning and they came back with an amazing report. Verse 23 said, They said His body was missing and they had seen angels who told them, Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, sure enough, His body was gone just as the women had said. Get on you women, you were the first to experience the resurrection. <laughs> Jesus said to them, "You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all the things or all that the prophets, excuse me, wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory?" Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus at the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if He were going on, but they begged Him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So He went home with them. As they sat down to eat, He took the bread and blessed it, then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were open, and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, "Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us?" Many in the room today would know what it's like to feel disappointed. Perhaps your career, relationship, finances, a business decision. Perhaps maybe people in the room whose children may not be serving the Lord in the way that you would have hoped. Perhaps you've been waiting to get married and time has moved on and has continued to move on. And you feel disappointment. Disappointment, or disappointed, excuse me. Disappointment is the negative emotion we feel when an outcome doesn't match up to our expectations. Ever been there? Ever hoped for something? Ever believed for a healing? And you're still waiting. Cleopas and his companion, they were disappointed. The master that they gave their lives to, the one that they had loved and followed had been horribly put to death. Jesus was mocked, spat upon, crucified, he had been made a public spectacle. It was only, church, one week ago that the entire city were waving palm branches shouting Hosanna to the son of David. But now he's dead. In a sealed tomb, their hopes were dashed and the dream was over. Ever been in a place where the dream is over? Hopes have been dashed. You're believing for something. And these two despondent disciples walking the road to Emmaus summed up the situation when they said, and we had our hopes up. In other words, (laughs) their hopes were down. They had their hopes up that he was the one the one about to deliver Israel. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. How many of you know human hope is a fragile thing? With withers. Sometimes it's difficult to revive. A person who is without hope sees everything through a grey lens. Hopelessness can lead to despair, which is eventually is accompanied by sickness in the heart. The Scripture says, as they were walking along, these two disciples, Cleopas and the unknown disciple, were talking about everything. Some people talk to think. Others think to talk. These disciples... They were talking, they were having a conversation. They were trying to gather the facts about what they had experienced. One week ago, everyone shouting Hosanna to the son of David. And now their hope, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's dead. And all of a sudden, as these two men were walking along the road to Emmaus, a stranger joins them. These two unknown men, watch this. They were not part of the famous disciples. They were largely unknown. In fact, we don't even know one of the names of these two men. Yet Jesus, stay with me now, Jesus came seeking. You don't need to be known. You don't need to be famous. You can be ordinary. And the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. It's not about your importance in the auditorium today. We all stand on equal ground. We are sinners saved by grace. And hope Himself. Jesus Christ walked into the lives of two unknown ordinary men. You may see yourself as ordinary today. You may see yourself as a nobody. Who actually cares for me? I wanna talk to you about a stranger in the room today who knows your need. He knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. And this, ladies and gentlemen, ended up being the most significant walk in their whole lives. We see him, watch this, as the God who enters our story. The stranger asked them, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so they poured out their story to someone who seemed to be willing to listen. They tell the stranger all about their hopes and their disappointments. Isn't it a great picture? Jesus walking along the road with his despondent and confused disciples sharing their troubles. And we see On Resurrection Sunday, the resurrected Saviour ministering to despondent people. There are people in the auditorium today whose hopes have been dashed. You feel like these two disciples. Your hopes have been dashed. It's been a difficult couple of years for you walking through the pandemic. But there is a person in the room today who's seeking you out. Who's searching for you today to bring you hope? All of a sudden, this 2,000 year old story is brought into the present. When disappointment, doubt, defeat, discouragement, some of you are deeply discouraged today and despair is filling your heart. Jesus Is walking alongside of you. And watch this, he is listening to you. He's listening to your despair. He's listening to your story. He's listening to your hurts. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, and it says, He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. In other words, what is weaker than a reed? A foot can step on it, it snaps. But the gospel message is gentle and it is loving. A flickering candle, a little child can come up to it and blow it out with its breath. But Jesus is tender and He is considerate. He knows how you feel today. He's walking with you and he is listening to you. Imagine the God of all creation, the very son of God entered into your story to walk alongside of you and to listen to you. What you're going through matters to him. How you feel matters to him. You don't need to be famous You don't need to be known. Just like these ordinary two disciples, the God of all creation cares about the way that you feel. As Cleopas and his friend talked about the cross, their bewilderment, sorrow, Jesus reassured them and helped them. How did he do that? Well, firstly, In Luke chapter 24, verse 27, it says, Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This happened to be the greatest Bible study in a life group ever written. (laughs) I love being in a life group where people open up the Word of God. My first experience with a life group was at the age of 14 when I had become a Christian and I was invited to Terry's life group. Back in those days who remembers, there was no age group life groups, everyone came together. And there were grandparents, parents, kids, teenagers, and I got put into Terry's life group. And the first life group I ever went to, Terry taught on the fruits of the spirit. I had never heard about the fruits of the spirit. But I listen and I engage on love and joy and peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, patience, long-suffering, humility and self-control. And something happened in my life as I was in Terry's life group as part of this Bible study. And here these two disciples, Jesus says, boys, we're having life group today. (laughs) And maybe, maybe Jesus reminded them about how sin came into the world through Adam and Eve, but the prophets foreshadowed a Saviour. Maybe Jesus reminded them of Abraham and how he went to sacrifice his son. God stopped him because there would be a greater sacrifice where the Father would send his only begotten son. Maybe Jesus would have told them from Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10 about the pierced one. Maybe Jesus spoke to them about Isaiah who was wounded. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. And all of a sudden something began to change in their hearts as they listened to Jesus showing them the Scriptures. And all of a sudden the greatest walk and talk was recorded. <laughs> and the despondency In the heart of the disciples began to change as a stranger began to speak hope. When you're feeling hopeless, when you're feeling down, the message of Easter is that there is hope in the words of Jesus. He loves you, He cares for you, He has a plan for you. He has a future for you. You have a destiny. You have a hope. And God has not given to you a spirit of fear, one of power, love, and a sound mind. As they walked. Who loves walking, by the way? Any walkers in the house this morning? They're all the fit people today. (laughs) I used to have this philosophy, why walk when you can run? And then I turned 48, and I'm like, I like walking. (laughs) I just heard one of the young people say, why walk when you can drive? And don't worry, all that McDonald's will have its effect one day. And you're like, I need to go for a walk. (laughs) By this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And the two disciples had not known at this point in time that it was Jesus. And a stranger, uh, this stranger, excuse me, was asked to stop and have a meal with them. The Bible says he took the bread, he, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. Now, watch this this was not Jesus' home. Traditionally, in Jewish culture, the host breaks the bread and gives it to the guests. Jesus took the position of the servant, the host. He broke it. He blessed it. He gave it to them. He was in their home, but he acted as the host. And the Bible says, suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. He walks he listens, he points us to his word. But Jesus on this Easter weekend is the friend at the table. He's the friend at the table. He's not a God who's out just to issue commands and tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. He's the friend at the table, walking, listening, pointing us to truth, of how much he loves us. He's the friend at the table. But I do have a question for you this morning. And the question is, what is the key message of this passage, if I could have the keyboard player? Well, we could easily say that it's about hopelessness to hope. We could easily say that it's about Jesus Walking alongside of people, absolutely. None of those things are untrue. But the main message this Easter weekend of the resurrected Christ coming to despondent people, watch this, it's the evolution of awareness. Because at one point, he was a stranger. But then there came a time where they realise the very resurrected Saviour, Jesus Christ is here with me, sitting at the table. Today, He may be a stranger to you. He may be at a distance. He may be somebody that you're aware of. But I wanna tell you, There's an evolution of awareness that's happening across the globe and in this auditorium today. And you're hearing, you're listening. He's walking with us. He's pointing us to truth. He's the friend, come on. He's the friend at the table. And He's saying, I love you. I care for you. I don't need to be a stranger to you if you believe in me, if you trust in me. And all of a sudden, they turned around when when Jesus had left and they said, did not our hearts burn within us as He shared the Scriptures with us? Something happened on the inside. This message of the Gospel of a King who came, who died for you and for me on the third day, He rose again, He's seeking, He's looking, He's looking for hurting and despondent people. And He's saying, I can be your Saviour. I can heal you, I can set you free. I do not need to be a stranger to you, but you can know Him. Can you say Amen? What a beautiful message. He's the restorer. He's the restorer of hope. He's the restorer of the ones who thought that it was all over, but Jesus came to the disappointed and He gave them hope. There's an evolution that's happening right here in this room today. And people are asking the question about Jesus. It's not a bad question, it's the right question. And the right question is He's alive, He's risen, He's alive, come on. He's risen. He's for you. He's not against you. In a moment, on this amazing Resurrection Sunday, I'm gonna ask people and give people the opportunity to open up their hearts to the love of God. Right now, Jesus may be a stranger, but you can see Him and you can know him. I want you to think about it this way before I do. Imagine you're in another country. Who'd like to go on holidays to another country? Amen. (laughs) You're in another country and you break one of the laws. Oh my goodness. Police come, they arrest you and you're like, oh man, I didn't know it was accidental. You know, I didn't know you had to drive on the right side of the road. I was on the left side of the road. It's not my fault, their fault. They were coming to me. (laughs) And as a result, you have to pay the penalty. Well, somebody comes along and says, "Um, it was a mistake. Uh, Not a bad person. It was just a mistake. The judge says, well, there's a three-month sentence. And the person says, I'll take the charge. I will go to jail on your behalf. Three months. One month passes, two months, three months. So here's my question How do you know when the price has been fully paid? It's when that person has been released. He died on Friday. Saturday was silent. But then there came Resurrection Sunday. He's been released. He's paid the price on your behalf. That is the message of the resurrection. He cares for you and He loves you. Today, what we're going to do is, the moment I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And the reason why is I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray. We're going to pray a prayer right across the auditorium on beautiful Resurrection Sunday. That it's a simple prayer that invites the very Son of God, eternal hope to come into our hearts, be our friend, be our Lord, be our Saviour. For some of you, come on, stay with me now. For some of you, you've never prayed this prayer before or you feel you're unworthy. He paid the price. He did the time on your behalf. All you need to do is receive. This prayer is not a magical prayer, but it's really just a simple prayer. But we're gonna pray it from our hearts and we're gonna say, Jesus, here I am. Change my life. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Could everybody in this in the auditorium pray this after me? Dear Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Come into my heart and be my Savior. I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness, your love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I'm now a child of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. Jesus to you is a stranger, but today something started to happen in your heart. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. The reason why, I wanna pray for you today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or you've been away from God and you're coming home, on the count of three, could you lift it up nice and high? I wanna pray for you today. Here we go, one, two, three, lift it up. I'd love to pray. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. God bless you guys, well done. Anyone else, I'd love the opportunity. If I've missed your hand, God bless you. I see your hand, that's great as well. Put it up nice and high. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it straight back down. Come on, that's a whole heap of people who've opened up their hearts to the love of God. So good. God bless you. I see your hand as well. Anyone else? I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today, to pray for you today. Wonderful, Jesus. Come on, anyone else? Just a few more seconds. God bless you. I see your hand as well. That's great. I'm glad I waited for you. So good. Anyone else? I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today. So good. So good. Awesome. Awesome. Church, can we pray for these amazing people? So Father, I thank You today for these wonderful people. I thank You for a new beginning. I thank You that the Word of God says, if any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I declare blessing over their lives. I declare increase. I thank You, Lord, that today has been a life-transforming experience with the living God. We bless them. We thank You for them. In Jesus wonderful name. Come on, let's give all of those people a great clap of encouragement. Thank you Lord. Come on, let's clap. So good. For those of you who raised your hand, we want to say we are so proud of you. I think it's amazing that on Resurrection Sunday, you gave your heart to Jesus. That is absolutely Fantastic! At the end of the service, what's going to happen? Someone's going to come up to you. They're going to give you this book. It's uh, one of the books of the Bible. The Gospel of Mark tells the story of Jesus from His birth to His death to His resurrection. And uh, you can have that as a gift. And that person may ask you if you have any prayer needs, anything that you'd like to talk about, any questions that you may have. We'd love to stand with you and believe with you in this amazing new journey that you've begun. Can we just honour those people just one more time and just give them a great clap of encouragement? So good. Awesome stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.